Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey fam, happy new year. Welcome back to the Mindset Mile podcast. I'm so excited to start a new year with you. And with that, this episode is about seven things to leave behind in last year. So first off, I want to thank our sponsor Upspace Fitness for making this show possible. And without further ado, let's jump in. Number one, what we need to leave in last year is caring what other people think about you. How often do we not take action because we are afraid of what people will think of us? We're afraid to change course and step into a new role because we fear people won't take us seriously. But I want to remind you that everybody starts somewhere. Be bold and just start. And I probably sound like a broken record right now, but I want to use myself as an example with running because I used to hate running. If you did the 30 day mindset mile challenge with the first 30 episodes, you know all about this. So I'm not going to go into the full story, but I used to hate running and now I love it. <laughs> That's the nutshell version. I don't consider myself to be a super inspirational runner. There are many people that are faster than me that have run more races than I have. There are people that have learned more from coaches and from expert runners, but I feel like my story that I share is, is authentic in that I used to hate running and I've always been into fitness, but I really hated distance running and I ended up running a full marathon and now love it. And my point behind this is that people don't care about what you know. They don't even care about what you say necessarily. They care about how you make them feel and why I'm using this why I'm using myself as an example in this is because I think what resonates with people about my story is that 
I empower other people to to start and embark on their own journey through sharing my own experience, even though it might not be the most impressive or credible one. Like I'm not a running coach, right? But I think what, what is important to people is how they feel when they listen to what it is that you're sharing. So it doesn't necessarily need to be that you are an expert or the best at what you do, but if you empower people, um, that is, that's what they remember and that's what they take with them. So people's opinions about you, they don't earn those types of merits. They don't pay your bills. People's opinions don't give you a sense of achievement. So why are you still holding on to them with such high regard? We are done with that, my friend. Number two, we're leaving behind inauthentic relationships. If there are people in your life that are taking up space merely because of the time you've known them or because of your proximity to them, but they aren't contributing positively to your life, then it's time to start creating some distance with those people. The older I get, the smaller my circle becomes. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to agree with everyone. You don't need to please everyone. And you don't need to put everyone else's needs before your own, especially, especially if the energy you give is not being reciprocated. This applies to anyone in your life that acts passive aggressively, that mocks you, that doesn't support your goals and doesn't encourage you to be the best version of yourself. The people closest to you should be your fountains, not drains. So if you're feeling like you can't be yourself or you find yourself saying or doing things just to get someone else's approval, then it's time to reconsider that relationship. Number three, not trusting your gut. We live in an age of overstimulation, over-information, and people and entities telling us how to feel, how to eat, how to parent, how to look. To be honest, I think some people don't even truly know what it means to trust their gut. Like, what does that really mean? So our gut is a very quick and fleeting feeling. And if you don't listen to it, or if you wait too long to make a decision, what happens is that your brain will take its place and it starts rationalizing something different or completely opposite of what your gut was telling you to do. And just like that, your gut feeling is gone because it is so fleeting though. We often take that as a sign that it wasn't the right decision or wasn't the right thing to do. Or you end up talking with someone that gives you advice, right? And they're kind of going against what your initial gut feeling was. We're always looking for outside sources to validate, you know, how we feel or validate the excuses that come into our head after our gut feeling has passed And we want validation. And so we seek that out sometimes in advice. But listen, if you have a gut feeling about something, I'm giving you permission to start listening and making decisions based on it. I am part of a few mom and sleep slash behavior group pages on Facebook. And while I take them all with a grain of salt, what I see every single day, multiple times a day, are so many parents going against their instinct for what to do with their baby or their child because of a certain plan, a schedule, or a program they are following. 
And this isn't to bash schedules with children necessarily. I love a schedule, but I also leave room to use my own judgment for my own child in that specific situation. And this is just one tiny example of how we are told what to do and to not listen to our gut. And we're coaxed into believing that we're not doing something right or that there's something wrong with us or our baby, etc. So you have an innate wisdom that I want to encourage you to listen to. And that goes for boundaries you feel are necessary to set, social situations you don't want to be a part of, opportunities you want to seize, people you think you can trust, whatever situation that comes up where you feel that initial pull in your stomach, listen to it. It's there for a reason. As a self-proclaimed foodie, I love nourishing my body with nutrient-dense foods, but even still, I know that it's impossible to get all the nutrients my body needs from my diet 100% of the time, which is why I'm a big believer in Ritual's multivitamin. I love knowing I'm getting the highest quality vitamins with Ritual and that I'm filling key nutrient gaps to support foundational health. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multivitamins that's USP verified, meaning what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. Instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com backslash mindset mile to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. Number four, we're going to leave behind playing small. Have you been guilty of setting the bar low so that you avoid feeling disappointment if you have too big of a goal you don't reach? Listen, keeping your vision and your goals small to avoid disappointment is disappointing. You don't need to always play it safe especially when it comes to your goals. And here's why. I think having a vision beyond what you think is possible will stretch you so much further than if you had a small vision that would be achieved by setting small goals. There's something to be said about milestone goals. And I'm not saying to set every expectation so high that you always feel like you're missing the mark. But what I want you to do is adjust the way you think about goals. Goals are not always made to be reached, contrary to what we are taught. They're made to stretch you. They're your internal motivation. They're the thing that should keep you excited about the work you're doing, the habits you're creating, and the lifestyle you are living. Unmet goals don't always need to be disappointing. Instead, can you choose to be proud of what you did on the way to meeting them? Give yourself credit where credit is due. Stop keeping yourself small to protect how others feel about themselves. This is another big one. I think a lot of times we are afraid to be confident in order to make someone else not feel unconfident, or we're timid to share our wins to not make other people feel inadequate. And I've been there. Trust me. I feel like shining too bright leaves someone else in the dark. But the truth is a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. So how someone reacts to your light is up to them. They can either be lit up by it or intimidated by it, but it is not your choice to make. So you might as well stop playing small. Number five, we're going to leave behind future tripping. 
I need this reminder myself after last year. So I'm hoping this is also what you need to hear. Worrying about something that has not yet happened is honestly a cancer that will kill all of your joy from not being able to live in the present moment. This isn't something that fixes itself once and is gone for good. It's something you need to do and practice every day and every time your mind starts to wander into the future. There's absolutely no point in playing out an outcome of something that has not yet happened. It is honestly trickery. Your mind will always play out the worst case scenario or the scary thing, but it doesn't mean that it's fact. It's only a possibility. But another possibility is that things turn out swimmingly or that a solution comes up that you can't see in the current moment. Those are future you problems. So let future you deal with that. Let future you cross that bridge when you get there and spend your energy on the now. It is literally the only thing we have in this life is right now. Number six, stop being so hard on yourself. You know what I think? I think a lot of us would not be real life friends with ourselves. Think about the things you think and say about yourself. Would you tolerate that from another person in your life? Someone who was negative, who talked down to you, who didn't believe in you and was always comparing you to other people, who chipped away at your confidence and always pointed out the worst in you? That sounds like a pretty crappy friend, am I right? Why tolerate that from yourself then? Being kinder to yourself doesn't need to be this long, drawn-out process. You can decide today and right now that you are going to be your own best friend. This takes being mindful. So instead of thinking about it like, why do I keep thinking these attacking thoughts about myself? Instead, just think about what you would say to a friend that was in your situation. It's so much easier when we make it a scenario where we are not playing third person with ourselves. So making it about how we would respond to someone else is much easier to picture and it's much easier to execute. Stop beating yourself up over making the wrong decision or for quitting on something or for whatever it is that you did in the past. That is in the past and you can't change it no matter how hard you try. When was the last time being too hard on yourself actually made lasting change within you? When was the last time it motivated you to take action or to stick with something? It's time to stop being so hard on yourself so you can actually thrive. And the last thing that we're going to leave in 2022 is making excuses. I was trying to think of a nicer way to say it, but you know, I don't like sugarcoating. It's just not my style. If you want to change something about the way you've been living or a habit you want to develop, then it's time you get real with yourself and stop making excuses as to why you can't. Instead of saying, I don't have time for X, Y, Z, try saying this instead, This isn't a priority to me. And if that sits wrong with you, then you know that you're making an excuse for something that's very important. If it really isn't a huge priority, then you'll know because you won't feel guilty about saying it that way. What you want to do is probably going to take some rearranging of your schedule because if it's not a part of your schedule, it's not going to happen by accident or because you suddenly come up on a bunch of extra free time. Get intentional about how you're spending your time and on what. Stop getting caught up in not knowing how or what to do. I promise if you just start, you will start learning and living your way into your own answers. Stop telling yourself the story that justifies why it's okay to keep putting your plans off. 
This is going to require you to stop saying that you're too busy to go to the gym or to start therapy for yourself or with your significant other or not creative enough to start that design page on Instagram or not young enough to become an influencer or whatever other garbage it is you keep making up as excuses and believing are true. If you want to make change, the time to start is right now. And that starts with leaving excuses behind you. That's all I've got for you today, fam. Next week is going to be the second part of this, and it's going to be about seven things you want to take with you into this year. So you have that to look forward to. I never give a sneak peek as to what the next episode is going to be, but that's what it is. So tune in next week. And if this episode spoke to you, please, please share it on social media. Tag me at Aisha Zaza so I can see you, give you a virtual high five. And so other people can find this episode. It means the world to me. I'm so excited for another year with you fam. I can't wait to see you next week. And until then, make it a great day. 